0: Common Sense Recap of the Day's Biggest Stories. It's John Katz and Cats at Night on 77 WABC.
1: Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. Now we have for us uh, Andrew McCarthy. He's a columnist for the National Review. He also served as an assistant U.S. Uh, attorney for the Southern District of New York. And he also, if you remember, he led the 1995 terrorism prosecution against Sheikh al. Omar Abdel Rahman, and 11 others. So he is one tough prosecutor. Welcome to uh, Cats at Night.
2: Nice to be with you all. Andy, if I could just interrupt, this is Pete King. You're the greatest prosecutor we ever had. Nobody knows more about terrorism than you, Joe. I just want that on the record before um, we go anywhere else.
0: Pete, Pete, come on. You say that to all the prosecutors. No, only you. Only you, Andy. You're the guy I rely on. <laughs> Andy, it's, uh... it's great to be with you.
2: Andy, it's Richard Weinberg. How are you? I'm
0: doing great. How are you, Richard? Good.
2: I just want to ask you, you've been following the uh, the hearings for Judge Jackson's uh, nomination to the United States Supreme Court, and you had an interesting uh, column in the National Review. Would you tell the listeners about the, your theme, which is the right reason to oppose her, as opposed to the other collateral noise that's going on?
0: Yeah, I, I really think that there's a record that should be explored with respect to uh, Judge Jackson. Uh, that she is a radical thinker out of the mainstream and won't faithfully uh, apply the law as opposed to uh, legislate from the bench. And I think that rather than home in on that case and try to make it, we've had a sideshow about child pornography, which is an area, particularly when we're talking about the low spectrum of those offenses which involve people who consume Images of child pornography. So now we're not talking about people who abuse children or force children into pornography. We're not talking about the production end. We're talking about the people who watch the images, the, the videos and the images. Um,
1: it, the
0: whole hearing, as presented by the Republican side, including a lot of guys who I like and, and usually agree with on stuff, has just been a circus. And I, I would point out that at any time in the last 20 years, this is a, an issue that, that troubles uh, the, the uh, draconian sentencing provisions that apply to these offenses, is an issue that bothers people on both sides of the aisle. This is not a Judge Jackson issue. Um, and, and yet it's been a problem for over 20 years. None of the Republicans on this committee has ever proposed legislation that says there should be mandatory minimum prison sentences. Lindsey Graham today talked about like 20, 30, 40 years would be fine by him. Uh, There's none of them has ever proposed mandatory minimum sentences for consumers of child pornography. And I would just add that the theory by which uh, under which we prosecute these people and criminalize their behavior even though they haven't themselves abused anyone is that they create a market um and without their consumption there wouldn't be as much child abuse because there wouldn't be the incentive to produce it that's fine i get that but i would point out that the justice department does not prosecute people who possess simple possession of narcotics even though they in the very same way drive the market of drug trafficking. I agree with you. I think
2: I think your point is very well taken. They're getting involved in these collateral issues and the real point is what kind of, she, this is a young person she can be around for decades how is she going to influence the the flow of court decisions when she's totally against the Scalia doctrine, you know, of original interpretation. We are supposed to apply the law and interpret the law as it was written as opposed to your own views of public policy or ideology.
1: And again, we're speaking with uh, Andrew McCarthy of the National Review. And to, to the judge's point and your point, Andrew, this is Lydia Serrani, you can clearly tell who she is beholden to. The fact that Senator Blackburn asked her a simple question, what is a female, and and she couldn't answer it. Well, actually, she wouldn't answer it because she didn't want to upset the woke, the, the woke the woke people.
0: Yeah, and, and here I was sitting watching the hearing all day, And hearing one person after another after another say that this was an iconic historic moment because she was the first black woman to get on the Supreme Court. And then we get to the end and she can't tell us what a woman is. So Mm. all I can say, and Pete will appreciate this in particular, you know, I'm from the Bronx, so I sort of figure I know what a woman is, what a boy is, what a girl is, (laughs) but I can't. I can't speak for what happens to the brain if you if you send it to Harvard for seven years. Right about that.
2: Andy, going forward, uh, just as lawyers, I, I look forward to the uh, uh confrontations or debates between Amy Coney Barrett and Justice Jackson. And I, that should be interesting. Two basically young women with uh, I think very sharp ideas, sharply divergent ideas, and it should be good. <laughs> yeah. It's your still. I, out. I agree the jury's with still that.
0: Out. I have <laughs> I have to, I have to say I read a couple of her opinions and I wasn't impressed, but I've been impressed by her performance of the hearing. She's she's clearly um, uh, an intelligent, linear thinker. I mean, I don't agree with the things she says, but she, you know she has her point of view. And even the places where she's dodging questions, she's she's being pretty clever about it. So yeah, my daughter went to law
2: school smart. with Amy Coney Barrett. Said she's the smartest person she oh, ever wow. met. And clearly but, a woman.
1: But just like the Biden administration, they're allowing their ideology to get in the way of common sense. Andrew McCarthy, do you feel like at the, that's the crux of this problem with uh, with Judge uh, Brown Jackson?
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's right. And I think the Republicans might be taking a different tact if it weren't for the fact that her getting on the court. Now, she's very young and she'll be replacing a judge who's old. But she's not going to change the trajectory on the court. She's going to vote exactly the same way Breyer does. So it's not really going to change the way the Supreme Court operates. And I have to hope that if this was a nominee who was really going to change the balance on the court, that they would have you know, strategically gone about this a different way.
1: Well, I don't know. And then uh, we wanted to switch topics. The New York Times, I mean, we keep talking, we've talked about this, about the New York Times finally acknowledging the Hunter <laughs> laptop and, you know, 18, I don't really care about it just goes to show like when the media lies, democracy dies and and democracy yeah. dies in darkness. And the fact that so many Americans thought it was disinformation, you had 51 intelligence uh, officers or whatever you want to call them, saying that it was misinformation, disinformation, and you got Trump, who is basically being accused of Russia collusion, and all the while, it was the president's own son.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing that that letter from the intelligence the 40 or 50 51, of it was yeah. itself, yeah, 51, yeah. Was, yeah, that was disinformation. I mean, that's what disinformation actually looks like, because if you parse the letter, they don't really come out and say it's Russian disinformation. They say, it it seems like, earmark. it looks like, right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised I saw the Times article because I don't get to page A20 every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um... And if you, you had to stick with the story, the story was about uh, 1,700 words long. It had like three or five of their best reporters on it. And you had to get down to page tw- uh, paragraph 23 until you finally got to them saying, oh, and by the way, the laptop was real. Why do you think they um, uh, they wrote yeah, this article, thanks. Andy? I suspect that there's uh, there's probably, you know, they seem to be pretty well informed on what's going on in the Justice Department. There's a lot of information in the article about what the Justice Department is doing and thinking in the case. Oh, so yeah. I suspect that they think that uh, something's going to pop in the way of charges or, or some kind of developments. And yeah, because I, I think otherwise, if nothing was going to happen on the case, I have to figure that they would just let this die and never mention it again. But yeah, not, it would practice. just be old news, yeah, so yeah. Are they giving yeah. back
1: to Pulitzer, <laughs> yeah, the publisher, Andy? Yeah. Right,
0: okay. after, uh, Durant, right after Durant, right after Duranty does.
1: Andrew McCarthy, <laughs> where are you from in the Bronx?
0: I'm from Parkchester. Parkchester. And I'll, t- I'll tell you we had a we had a great uh, I was I was in the Bronx over the weekend because uh we had a great uh, Cardinal Hayes Hall of Fame dinner. I went to Cardinal Hayes. My husband
1: went on, to Cardinal Hayes after concord. he got kicked oh. out of uh some other Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> I went world. to Sp- I went to Spelman and I grew up in um, like the Norwood section right there by Montefiore Hospital. Yeah, so Bernie McGurk oh, so went to Cardinal uh, Hayes. Yes. So yeah, all the boys. bad boys. And, you and-, <laughs>
0: yeah, and, you, and Justice- you and Justice Sotomayor at Spelman. Justice Sotomayor.
1: That. And also Fernando Ferreira, the Bronx- former Bronx borough president. He also went to Spelman. So, yeah, Justice Sotomayor. she's our little hero there. And now Lydia Serrani. Now Lydia I know. Thank you so much, Andrew McCarthy, for all your wisdom, all your writings, and, uh, you know, keep on telling the truth. That's all we can do, right?
0: Great to be with you, Great Thank you talking so with you, Andy. Thank okay.
1: You. Well, we have to go to break because the control room is waving at me, Kevin Perez there. So when we come back, a Charlie Gasparino will be right back.